Hey, I'm Nick Vonbrack, and this is The Record Podcast. Thanks for checking out another episode. This one is the famous, only through this podcast, live episode that we recorded last week with my boys in Dr. Manhattan. So give it a listen. It's a long episode, but we basically go through the entire history of the band. So it's a fun little journey in front of a crowd, and uh, it was fun. It, it was a good turnout. We raised over $500 for the Oasis in Gray's Lake. So again, big shout out to all the sponsors. Uh, couldn't have done it without you. And thanks for everyone who came out in the cold night to be present and eat a bunch of food from Epic Deli and hang out and have a good time. So hopefully we'll do another one of these in the future, maybe the next three to six months or something, we'll, uh, we'll sort something out. But this one was a good one. So uh, thanks for coming and thanks for hanging, all you peoples. And uh, in, the, in the meantime, we're going to get some regular interviews going again. So keep a lookout for those. And until then, this is, uh, this is a live episode with an interview with Dr. Manhattan. What do you have to say? Dabba. Dabba? You say, you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. Hey. Hey, everyone. For those of you who are here for the reasons you know and don't, this tonight, there's going to be a little show going on. Please hang out. It's free. Uh, it's a... Uh, thing called the record podcast which i host uh, i'm going to be having some friends up here doing an interview in a little bit and uh, we're going to be recording it so you should hang out also we're raising money for the gray's lake oasis which is a teen uh, center and venue so there's a bunch of items over here sound auction stuff so feel free to check these out they're gonna be up for a couple hours and then later i'll announce winners and get all that stuff lined up so put some money to a good cause feel good about yourselves eat some good food hang out but uh, before we start doing that, uh, my friend Grandma is going to play some music. So welcome her on stage, please. Hi, y'all. Uh, cool. I'm going to play some songs. I go by Grandma. Uh, thanks for being here.
Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. I'm going to do a cover right now. Um, the original artist is Diane Cluck. It's called Your Million Sweetnesses. Everything that wants you 
you guys again I'm grandma thank you for being here I have band camps and Facebooks and uh, all that if you like it um, I'm just gonna play two more songs I think and then uh, a uh, chill Q&A uh, podcast jam with Dr. Manhattan cool thank you
Enrique. Thanks, y'all. I'm just going to play one more song. Thank you for listening to me play, for those of who are listening.
Thank you. Thanks, I've been grandma. Thank you for listening to me. I'm, I'm done. Hey everyone, my name is Nick Vombrack. I'm the host of this thing that's happening up here. It's called The Record Podcast. Feel free to check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud, recordpodcast.com, blah, 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 blah. Uh, big round of applause for grandma who opened up the show, please. She was awesome. Go and check her out on SoundCloud and the internets. Go buy her things. She's awesome. There she is. Um, I just wanted to give a quick rundown for people who are walking by going, what in the world is this stuff? So this right here on the side is a silent auction going on. We're raising money for the Grays Lake Oasis, which is a teen center and a music venue. So any of the proceeds from any of these items are going straight to them. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff. They're actually doing a, uh, a Santa event coming up on Black Friday. So if you have little ones, go and go and bring them on over to that. That'll be cool. Uh, but I want to just run through the sponsors real quick who I want to say thank you to. First, first off, the sponsor that's over actually on this booth, Slapass Creations. Matt, my buddy, is somewhere in the world. I see Papa Joe back there. I see the parents. How you doing, Julie? Papa Joe? Big shout out. Um, Matt's going to have his stuff for sale over here, but also he's got a Slapass pack over here you can bid on. Uh, the Oasis themselves are having a gift certificate for a year of entries you can bid on. Um, Siren Records, which is a record store and uh, sound equipment store in McHenry. They have a $100 gift certificate you can bid on. Greg's Guitar Lessons, which is an online and in-person guitar lesson setup. You can bid on uh, some lessons for that. Esophagus, uh, my man Matt up here, who we're going to talk to in a bit. He's got a custom sweater over there you can bid on. Um, Epic Deli, the place you're in currently, there's a $100 gift certificate for that. So even if you don't know what this is, you can bid on that to eat all of the food you can for $100. But you have to do it in one sitting. At least that's what I hope you do, because that would be awesome. Uh, Red Door Studio, which is a uh, recording studio in Fox River Grove. Big shout out to them for helping out with this. King of Hearts Tattoo, which is also by Fox uh, Red Door Studio. They have a $100 gift certificate. Dark Heart Tattoo, which is in Crystal Lake. There's a $200 gift certificate for that. Hair directors, there's a few hair product baskets over here you can bid on. One for the ladies, one for the men, and one for those with beards, who is not me. So please bid on that for those who can't grow beards. Yeah, big shout out to you. Uh, Have Fun Records, they put out actually Dr. Manhattan's Jam Dreams on vinyl. There's a bunch of stuff over there from them you can bid on. Uh, Wendigo Tea, which is a tea company, you can check them out online. If you're familiar with the band Foxy Shazam, they got one of the guys from that band, his name's Sky, it's his tea company, so there's a $60 gift certificate you can bid on for that. Uh, big shout out to Jake Levinson, who's doing the sound. Give this guy a round of applause. He's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Go check out his bands, Truman and his Trophy, and Inspector Owl, and 
Jacob Trio. Jacob, Jacob Eugene Horn Trio. He's in a thousand bands. He'll be in ten more next week. Uh, my, my family over there bringing the tables, helping me out. My wife helping set up these beautiful baskets over here. Thanks to them. And a couple other things. Ten Spot Recording is doing a gift certificate for recording you can bid on. And Catapult Collectibles, which is in Crystal Lake. Uh, there's a basket of stuff. There's like an autographed Mitch and the Writers record and all kinds of silliness in there. So go, go and check that out. And also check out all those places. They're around. So support them. So uh, before, yeah, so go do all that stuff. At, when I'm done with this interview, I'll announce winners. I'll still give some time for you to bid on it, but we'll announce winners and settle all that up. If you only have card, which I only do, I got a little swiper, so we'll be all taken care of. Uh, but yeah, let's get to this thing. So my name is Nick Bombrack again. I'm interviewing my friends in the band that I was in, Dr. Manhattan. So come sit in these seats now, friends. Make them feel welcome, would you? In, or, in hey, order... Uh, wow. Yeah, get yourself situated. Make, your, make yourself... Uh, uh, so you can get comfy. Uh, lower. <laughs> in, in, in sitting order here, we have Matt Check. Angers, who Hello. is also of Sophagus. And how would, you, how would you say? F2L2? Yeah. Yes. That's it. To the right of him, <laughs> to the right of him, Andrew Morrison, who's also a part of F2L2, and Enter Light... And he's a director yeah. of many a music video. Go and check out his work. Hey, hey there he is. Aww. And his mom's here. Lisa, where are you at, girl? There hey, you are. There you hey, here you. There she is. Hot mic, hot mic. All the way to the end, oh. my man Adam Angers, who is a part of Elephant Gun and Beethoven and all sorts of other goodness. So these check. are. this was that band, Dr. Manhattan. Here we are. Got and it. all the goodness. Hey, How are you guys feeling? Yeah, all right. <laughs> How have you guys been? I have not been in a room with these <laughs> fellas for a good minute. So how are you just, I don't even care about them listening, but how are you? Good. Very good. Full. Uh, yeah, very feeling full. really nervous. Got a lot of sugar in my blood right now. <laughs> Drink too much Coca-Cola. Y'all ate some Epic Dally tonight? Feeling deep. good? Yeah. Yeah, the kitchen's open. Hey, give a round of applause to the people working the counter in the kitchen. Come on. Where would we be without them? They're hustling over there. Very tasty. What'd you say? Very tasty. So let's, uh, let's start with an easy one, a softball one. Uh, my, my, I have a nice little list of questions here, but just to get things rolling, what, uh, what is your, I'll start with Matt, we can work our way down, what is your earliest memory of music, like playing or uh, listening or something that influenced you? Go, go back as far as you can. I think uh, my dad's band, when I was super young. What were they called? Can I just do this? Without Ask the, Jake, he's uh, the boss. Wah, wah. All right, cool. Uh, my dad's band, Wombat Boots. Uh, we, uh, me and Adam, are brothers here. And uh, yes, how you guys doing? We are brothers. <laughs> I'm two years older. In case well, you're wondering, yeah. out there, over here. So we used to play our. We used to go Thank to my you. dad's band practices as daycare because his drummer had some kids too, who were our age. So we'd go over there and run around in the basement while they were practicing. And then when I was older, I remember the first times that I smelled some things. I was like, oh, yeah, Ooh. dad's band practice. <laughs> Smells I think I've like smelled that on some practicing. of you tonight, actually. Some of you out there smell a little fishy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So wombat boots and the smell of music. That's right. Yeah. What, about, what about you, Andrew? How far back do you go in music? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a specific memory. I listen to a lot of Billy Joel in the bathtub. Hit it, Jake. Billy hey. Joel.
<laughs> Does this thing raise up? How about that for a question? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Here, put this. And what about put you, Adam? Under. How far what back do you go with music? Is with it music is it wombat like boots, or do you have a different memory? Is the I'm unclear on the question. The question: How early? Like, what's your earliest memory of music? Whether listening or playing, or uh, what was like your first the thing that clicks your mind when it comes to music influencing oh, you? The first thing that comes to my mind is. <laughs> <laughs> is my uh, mother cleaning yeah. house and blasting um, Tracy Chapman? Okay, that's the first. I remember thing that, that too. Yeah, were you there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She had the single CD. You know, you could buy the single back in the day. Sure. But they have like two songs on it. Give me one reason to stay here. Hate it, Jake. Give me one reason to stay here, and I'll turn right back around. Hit it with the drop. And I'll turn my back around. You can keep going, Adam. That's my first memory. Well, what, uh, so pre, so going from bands or music just around the house, what were were the beginnings of playing music? I'll start on the end for Adam. What was the first inclination of you actually just playing guitar or playing bass or playing any musical instrument? Like the first time I wanted to play? Or the first band you played in or like the first experience of playing music? Uh, we have an early memory of playing music together. I don't think that was your first. Oh, yeah, that was in our, my, in our dad's um, guitar room. Yeah. Yes, I remember we would hang out after school and we would make recordings. And one of the first recordings we made was an old McDonald song. Hit it, Jake. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> but what about, I actually wanted to ask you, what is... What is the story of us meeting? Because I, you remember it very okay. vividly, and I do not, because I my memory is garbage. Okay, yeah, I remember. Um, it was fifth grade. It was the first day of school, and I walked into the classroom where I'd become educated for fifth grade. Mrs. Gebner. I don't remember her name, or if Gebner. You know, <laughs> Where you at, name, girls? But, it? But I do remember. Jake? <laughs> do you have Mrs. Gebner? <laughs> Jake, come on, man. She's no. here. No, I remember I, I sat down in a desk, and I thought I, uh, they had, like, name tags on the desks. And um, so I sat down in the desk that I thought had my name tag. Somehow it had your name tag on it, and you came up to the desk. And our names are f- pretty drastically different. I mean, wow. for the most part. Nick and Adam, <laughs> Angers Vombrek. It's incredible. They sound similar when you say Phenomenal. So, yeah, I sat there, and then you walked up, and you're like, what are you doing in my desk? And I was like, do you want to be friends for the next, I don't know, do the math. (laughs) 30 to 50 years, years. somewhere in there. It's a charming story I think of often, except I remember very little about it, except for what you told (laughs) me. So it could all be made up, for all I know. Yeah. But I still love that that actually happened. Yeah, it's a new story every time I tell (laughs) it. Mrs. Gebner. And so what was the your first band, playing in a band, playing with people, or playing just the bass? The first time I was in a band was called 20 Buck Pete, and it was with Josh Rohde, Blake Edwards, and Kyle. Yeah. 
You all know and them, right? You know the references? Here's a good story, though. I got you one. Um, <laughs> when I decided I wanted to start playing music. <clears throat> um. <laughs> <laughs> you need this? What's up? You need no, that? I got Coca-Cola. You need some We're red fine. cream soda? <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. They got it. Yeah. It's all the same. So 20 buck Pete. Yeah, first band. Yeah. The Lemon Downers kind of warm was here. another band, I remember. The Lemon Downers? You yeah. hot? You feeling <laughs> hot? Adam, you remember the Lemon Downers? Uh, no. Yeah, you do. <laughs> do you mean, uh, what's it called? Bananas on Patrol? That too, yeah. Bananas yeah. on Patrol? That's some good band names. Yeah, there was Bananas on Patrol. That was a great band. That what about, what about you, Andrew? What was your first band startup? Uh, my brother and I played a lot of like 30 to 45 seconds of classic rock and roll songs in our garage. Uh, you got Hendrix, Zeppelin, uh, all that kind of stuff. We played like a good minute. That was our band. We didn't have a band name. But then I made a band with Matt, Nated KE, and Jake Skiba. Um, Hit it, Jake. They made a sandwich after Jake Skiba here. Yeah. The Skiba. Um, yeah. Can I have a Skiba, please? <laughs> Back here. <laughs> so Nady KE, which I personally loved as a person who, was, who would play shows with Nady KE and musket arm with that, that guy back there. But um, that's a pretty good first band, like first actual band. That's pretty good. I've, I've worked my way through some, some garbage music in my time. And you started with Nady KE, so... That's pretty good. We were pretty awesome. Do you guys know Nady Cave, Matt Wolf, and Sean, and, and there you Scott? Go. They were there. It was awesome. It was. <laughs> and what would you... Oh, I didn't even ask you. Because you had, you had a band pre-Nady uh, Cave. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to go into that. <laughs> no, you talk about it right now. You talk about um, that sore spot. First band I was what? in was in... My first show ever was in eighth grade. Playing at the talent show. Uh, you guys were there. You were there. You guys weren't. Nope. You missed out. Uh, we played as fill in the blank because we didn't have a band name. Um, can you guys hear this? I feel like I'm like all up on it because I can't really hear it. So I'm like just making sure you can hear it. Uh, but yeah, fill in the blank. We played one song. At the talent show, a Pennywise cover, a little song called Bro Him. I was gonna guess Ever that. Ever hear of it? Hit it, Jake. It's a legendary classic. Second place. Nice. Got some $25 gift certificates to Hawthorne Mall. Okay. 
Went to PacSun. Got some uh, Billabong shirts. <laughs> well, you guys did better than Where's My Man Matt. Him and I, our first show. Where did he go? Is he off to the side? Fallout. Our, well, Fallout slash Papa Spanky Symphony Orchestra. We played Jammin' by Bob Marley with no singer. The crowd <laughs> went wild. We did not win anything. It was a very tense moment because it was over the loudspeakers they announced the winners. So it was like third place, not us. Second place, not us. First place, not us. Sink into our seats. <laughs> Never play music again. So that was my talent show so experience. So thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> what, uh, so keeping with the theme of early, early memories, what is your, your all's first earliest memory of us as a band? Mm. And it could all be the same one, Ooh. but since my memory, again, my memory is bad, so it's all, it's, all, I hope we all have a little different twist on it. Playing in Lisa's basement. Yeah, playing Lisa. in the basement. Polio bogey. When Andrew polio bogeyed. Polio bogey is a term that we invented, and it refers to when you severely injure yourself. <laughs> During a band practice fluke, like While jumping, jumping the off the wall and trying to jump off the wall your, yeah. into your floor, Tom, and dislodging a few of your fingers. Invertebrae, too. Invertebrae. Very clumsy. Uh, I recently spilled boiling hot water on my leg, um, and, Today. and Nick's wife, Jen, helped me uh, prepare for the rest of my life. <laughs> to not spill boiling hot water on yourself? This is a band? What's that? To not spill boiling hot water on yourself again? I'm working. <laughs> you're working. You're human. You're trying every day. Well, I just realized that I didn't even go into mine, but my first few bands, aside from Fallout slash Papa Spanky Symphony Orchestra, into Above Suspicion, into Musket Arm with Adam, which then became... So that's kind of the, the story, the trajectory of how Dr. Manhattan starts, because Adam and I are in a band with Ryan Glassman called Musket Arm, and we play all of the local shows, Island Lake Village Hall, rest in peace. And we play for all that time. And at that same time, I don't know when Nate Case starts. Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was 2001. Okay. No, uh, Two. Two. 2002. Yeah. So then Nate Case happening, and we're playing shows together. And it just being the fact that you two are brothers. You two are brothers? I think so. Yeah. So as the... F- since we're all hanging out all the time together, at some point we ask you to play guitar with us, and then you end up playing guitar in Musket Arm. And then there's a bit of a time where towards the end of Musket Arm, we were actually wanting Andrew even to pull into Musket Arm a little bit on keys. So we're subject. Everyone, get in on this moment. What do you think, Andrew? What happened? <laughs> what was going through your head? I was sweating it. Um, Matt left our really good band and was in their band. And I was crying a lot, and I was sad, um, and crying. And then they said, do you want to play with us? Yeah. I mean, I was trying to do double duty. You did for a while. And I was, like, the one who brought up, like, we should get Andrew, because, like, he's he's the dude. I always loved your uh, screaming, Andrew. I was always a fan. He's got a scream, and he can play keyboard. Like, what do we have to lose, guys? (laughs) Yeah. Was, was, Keyboards cool. weren't that cool at the time, I don't think. Yeah. Well, it's because of you, right? Like you they made are cool. now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Very cool. <laughs> you invented all of that. <laughs> Keyboards, uh, the side drum. Innovator. That was innovation. So, so then not. <laughs> yeah. So then the end. But 
With the keyboards? True, yeah, so okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so then the, the end of Muscadam, the Muscadam comes to an end, and then we still, the three of us are hanging out and wanting to continue to do music, and then we bring in Andrew and start secretly playing behind closed doors, because since Wakanda was such a small town, it was a sort of a lot of speculation and worry and... A lot of drama. A lot of drama around that. But then that eventually blew over. We played shows, realized they weren't the same band. And then once we started playing around, we actually had some practices. And Adam, I don't remember the, how we got into talking. I mean, I'm sure we're just like, what should we call this band? But Adam, what did, you came to the table with some band names. Do you remember what those were? The Osiris Complex. Some, some band names? Or is it just two? You don't remember? No, I don't. So I, I don't recall. I remember one was the Osiris yeah. Complex. Okay. There's that. I think maybe it was yeah, just I that in Dr. That. Manhattan. Because <laughs> you're reading, yeah. you're reading yeah. Watchmen in one of your classes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a comic book-based English course. Yeah. English 2 comics. That's a pretty sweet class also. It was a sweet class, <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, all my experience of graphic novels and comic books was in that class. Nice. And one of them was Watchmen. And at, after, this was pre-Watchmen movie, pre-Naked Dr. Manhattan on stage yeah. in the movie. And then we end up playing all of the shows and all that stuff happens. But do you guys remember what we were like heavily listening to then? Like what like influenced the band? Like no, all the hangouts at Lisa's house? Rancid. Under Oath. Um, <laughs> that's not a lie. Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Probably. Um, the Faint. Definitely. Um, the list goes on. I mean, we're talking about the classics here. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout Boy. Well, we uh, a lot. A lot of that was around refused. just the new the New Year's Eve parties at the Morrison's, just blasting all the music, yeah. dancing around, having the best time. But a lot of that, that music was, was yeah, like Panic at the Disco and all that. Um, what were some of the classics? My Chemical Romance, brand Black new. Black Eyed Peas. Black. There was some Black Eyed Peas going on. <laughs> And uh, thrice for sure. Yeah, on the boat, <laughs> we used to listen to Thrice on Nani's boat, Angie's grandma, Lisa's Nani. mom. Uh, we would uh, listen to it on there. It was so cool. <laughs> well, plus the fires, the campfire acoustic guitar plays with Stefan yeah. and all that, playing all the classics. Um, she was crazy doing flips off the boat in the lake what? in Bangs Lake. Yeah, two thrice. Nani was drunk a lot. <laughs> At those times. <laughs> so, ap- so after we ended up, well, we so I, this is what I, I remember. Muscadarm had like a tour booked, a little short tour. So then once yeah. that band flip happened, we're like, well, we should keep the dates and still do it. Yeah. So we rushed to. It's like a month. Yeah. Just writing and recording with Daniel. Yeah. And that was like the demo EP. And it was uh, three songs, Claim Should Echo. Um, was it Minds Like Ours? And, and the Harlequin Assembly. And the Harlequin Assembly. <laughs> so then we played, we cut. got that together, toured with Sammy Walter and two blazers yeah. and, uh, and a giant trailer yeah. and played like, I don't know, four or five shows. And that was our first, our first tour, first touring experience. But aside from recording that, do you, I, don't know, I don't remember the timeline of how long in between we went from the EP to For Lonely, Less the Wiser. I don't know if that was like a year, if that was six months. It was sometimes. It was like time. six months, I think. Yeah. yeah. And did you, I think months. you came up with the name For Lonely, Less the Wiser. Yep. Do you remember why? Um, 
I think it just sounded really cool. <laughs> and uh, it was a, uh, it was like, you know, as emo as I could get, you know? <laughs> I was like, what is the most emo thing I can come up with? And then I thought and thought, slept on it, went out to the woods for a week, uh, came back, and sure enough, that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was the one. And that was recording with Daniel, too, in his basement. Him and Andrew Curtis just kind of on his computer yeah. in the background watching us. At uh, Bernard Street. The Bernard Street Choir. The Bernard Street Choir featuring <laughs> Arizona Tea. <laughs> we drank a lot of that yeah. at that time. We should have got sponsored. That would have been a big one. Still could happen. <laughs> you listen in Arizona? So after we record For Lonely Less the Wiser, do you remember what the first two, do you guys remember like what the first tours were, like playing shows out of town? Like I remember us playing okay. the pool hall. There's a pool hall show when you had... Rock and Rack? Is that what it was? You had, you had a snare yeah. drum and a floor tom, not just the floor tom. We all tom wore people. white belts. We all wore white belts. And black pants and red yeah. shirts. Yeah? At that show. I may be wrong. Red shirt. I don't know about the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I may be wrong. I think you had a red shirt. I had a red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember. <laughs> I remember do you remember that. any of the other first like shows or first out I'm of town sure shows? I'm pretty sure I had like a plaid shirt. Yep. Yeah. I remember <laughs> after our first show, Josh Rohde came up to me and said, awesome show. You guys are awesome. But Matt singing, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, you, you guys might, are going to need a new a singer. That's what they said. Yeah. And, and Matt was right was here me. next I was to you. Singing. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> here we are, though. Yeah. So. so do you remember? Because the the rock and rack was like my first memory of like a show. Do you remember any of the other early ones of I don't know local venues or for that first tour playing out of town? I remember on that Sammy Walter tour we played. Really, my memories are based off of like the videos we made. I'm like, oh, I have like a distinct memory from the little video we made. So there's like a shot of us playing in a room with like a castle drum behind it, and that's it. I remember the yeah. roller rink, early roller rink shows. That's what I remember. Yeah, that was the show. Yeah, well, there's plenty of ro- plenty of times play at the roller rink. I don't remember the first one, but I play- I don't know. We probably played there ten, eight, six times. Six. <laughs> Many Six times. on the nose. This is the best place to play a show, hands down. And I don't know at what point we got introduced to John Alvin to record the self-titled album, but at some point, I think initially we were going to record with Daniel, and then John kind of just swooped on in there and was like, nah. I believe Daniel made the introduction. Did he? Yeah. So it was his own doing. Yeah. Well, they joined in on it together right. as a friendship deal. But John talked shit about him the entire time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but at some point, I remember, I remember he came over to my mom's garage when we practiced, and he was talking about like a vision for the band, yeah. something involving, go for it. Uh, vampires. 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 Candles on stage. Yep. Uh, we would have fangs. <laughs> that was important. <laughs> to set a tone, have a, like a feel to the whole thing. Yeah. And he came out, and he came and hung out at a lot of practices just to kind of like see about producing the album. And then we ended up going with him. We went without the vampire thing. We 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 four went. So we had it subtly though. <laughs> subtly it was there. We kind of just sharpened our teeth a little bit. Yeah. But we went sure. without the candles and the whole I vampire did, yeah. feel. You, yeah, you got them still. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember 
my, my distinct memory of recording that album was like all late night, overnight sessions. I remember you specifically, Andrew, yeah. pulling crazy shifts of like, we went there like six or seven at night, stayed to like two or three in the morning, you driving home from the city and going to work in like an hour or two yeah. to do it again. Yeah, I almost crashed a bunch of times. <laughs> falling asleep. Like falling asleep at the wheel yeah. because I had to be up at, at six or whatever. So yeah, that's how serious the album was to me, and I'm glad you guys. <laughs> about, um, symbiotic. That oh experience. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Pre the full length. So so after for Lonely Last the Wiser and before the self-titled album, we was it just pre-production at yeah. that studio? Some demoing. We recorded at this place called Symbiotic, which was in Arlington Heights, in this guy's house. Yeah. Who just had a studio there, and John knew him somehow. Yeah. And his family lived there, so yeah. we had to stop at a certain time. Sure. And I I'm just remember one time we thought it was a good idea that we were driving there, and I was like, what if I like cut up my jeans a bunch, and we just come into the studio and act like we got attacked by bears? <laughs> So we did it, but then like we get to the house and we're like, oh wait, this guy's family is here, and we have to like walk past them <laughs> to get to the studio. <laughs> so that went really well. <laughs> yeah. But so we, we were there for I don't know a few weeks, just like running through songs, hearing how they would sound recorded, tweaking them. I remember you working on Baton Rouge a lot, like the lyrics for that. Oh, yeah. There was like a to go upstairs. The there was a room? weightlifting room into the studio. So I remember sitting in the weight room working on lyrics or hearing your lyrics and like working on that stuff and then recording yeah, at that studio. But I totally, yeah, I totally forgot about Symbiotic. And we used some drummer there, had his drums I used and random goofy gear. Yeah. But uh, so that was before self-titled and then John was a uh, new, f- I don't know if he'd recorded at uh what? I'm drawing a blank. What was the place he recorded? In the city. It or- was called the place where... <laughs> Patrick Stump had stuff. That's true. He did have stuff there. What was the studio in the city that recorded the stuff? Oh, my Ivy God. League? Ivy, Ivy Lab. Lab. Ivy Lab. Ivy League. <laughs> Ivy League. So I don't know. Stanford <laughs> Studios. I don't know how we even, like, if he had recorded there yet or if he just knew it and liked that place, but. That one had a, the vault in the basement. Yeah, it like so it was a like bank. a converted. It used to be a bank. Bank vault that you, had the big giant door with the yes, spinner lock and all that. That was cool. And Manny Ty. And he said, I remember at some point he said to us, well, we can record, here's our budget. We can record during the day and have this much time or record overnight and have this much time. So we went for that option, which resulted in almost crashing cars, staying up on little sleep, probably ruining, <laughs> killing brain cells and putting our lives in danger. But, you know, the record's good, so whatever. Works yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that Worth was it. the best. But I remember the, the Ivy Lab was, was a sweet... I mean, that place was, like, the best. It sounded so good. Was that... And I think John Alvin turned I up rem- the speakers so loud, they, like, burst into flames or started yeah. smoking or something. Oh God, right. Yeah, that, things were smoking. Explosions <laughs> in the corners. I remember Poseidon. Do you remember Poseidon? Poseidon. Poseidon, that's a good story. So John Alvin oh, so, would like to rile us up, you know. So was that in, so in between Symbiotic and that, there was room carpet, gallery of carpet? Gallery of Carpet. That's where Poseidon happened. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, so there was like sure. another pre-production, another studio in Arlington Heights where... Double pre-production. <laughs> John Alvin got... He was, I think we were tired or something, or he could see we were starting to fade. 
and he yeah. went into the room with it. We'd have all these giant jugs of water, Let's and he was just like right now. screaming in our faces, like not in a mean he way, just sp- like in a way to like fire us up yeah. and like yeah. he used pouring to, water, like recording vocals in the room. He used to just stand there and <laughs> scream at me, yeah. like in between lines, and then pour water down my back. <laughs> like, yeah, we would party hard. Yeah, yeah. so like water he just everywhere. Wanted to get results. It's crazy. He got them. <laughs> that's Poseidon. That's after this day. I think that's all I've called that. And Grandpa Whiskers, because he had an old cat named Grandpa Whiskers, which is my favorite cat name. But yeah, so two two pre productions into recording at Ivy Lab, and then we finish the record, and it's it's completely done. At some point in there, we meet Bakta, our manager. I don't. Mm. Do you remember meeting him? Do you remember? I, I don't know if I ever the, met him. There's something off about that guy. <laughs> I don't know if it ever happened. <laughs> I, I don't know the first meeting of I remember he managed Wax on Radio, another Chicago band, and then I think through those workings he came across and got in touch with us. I remember there was some early shows. We recorded the album, and there was some uh, nights. No, not the Knights of Columbus. What was the... Um, the BFW? There was a place in... A very nice part of town that did that we played with. This is me smiling. We played with Truman and his oh, trophy by the Home Alone House. Yes, yeah. by the Home Alone House, Kenilworth, uh, Kenilworth Club. Kenilworth Ooh. Club. Thank you. And I remember there was a show where like label people came out, and it was very yeah. exciting. There was, uh, immortal. Immortal. No, Immortal was the Metro. So yeah. at some point in there, we played the Metro, and that was like the biggest, best thing ever, because the Metro used. I don't know if they still do it. They used to do Sundays where the local bands played, and at some point they got in touch with me. And I asked, uh, can we pick the bands? Which was, I think, just like a random guess. He's like, yeah, put all the bands on there. So we just put all of our favorite bands on each show. We played two or three times, and each time it was just like a dream lineup to play with. Yeah. Especially that first one, it was, I think it was us, uh, Inspector Owl, This Is Cinema. Uh, they, Felix Culpa. The Felix Culpa. And they found me, they named me, maybe? Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, but that, that's still to this day my, well, there's a lot of really cool Chicago venues now, but like that, like the best looking sounding place to me, I loved that we got to play there and had the best time playing there but that's when well that first show was like such a good turnout too yeah. and it was like an uh, unexpected you know, we, right. weren't, we weren't sure if it was going to be a good turnout and it was a huge turnout and it was yeah, yeah it and was one of the most memorable shows for sure that yeah. that's when Jason from Immortal came out. After the show, we went to Pick Me Up Cafe, uh, had pancakes and yeah. shakes. It was like you know we're talking to a label guy. It's all very exciting. And then after that, like some some other shows happened where we met other label people. We played Central Illinois somewhere. That's where Pete Berga and Ad- Andrew McGinnis from Epic came to like nowhere in the middle. We played some middle school that wasn't a school anymore. And we played there, and they came. And I remember, I, I think we jumped on them and tackled them or something. I don't know. But it was a, that was like a major label that came that we talked to and really liked those guys. Yeah. And at some point, Dan Gill from Vagrant came, maybe to a, maybe to a Metro show, came out. We ate Lou Malnati's pizza, hung out, pizza, met him, pizza and talked about soda. the record, talked about Vagrant, and then ended up, yeah, ended up signing with them. And I think just before we signed with them, actually... When we toured with Kiss Kiss and who was the other band on that tour that I'm Rediscover. Gonna, Rediscover. Oh. <laughs> when the we Bulldogs. That, the skateboarding Bulldog. The skateboarding Bulldog. When we yes. toured, when we did that tour, I don't know if we were yeah. s- signed to Vagrant or a, 
just about to or we just had it was like right around that time and that was our first tour was with those two bands and Kiss Kiss is just for those of you who are not aware of that band they just have a violinist and they're very like spastic and rock and very soft like dynamic up and down but some of I've actually for the podcast interviewed a few of them throughout throughout the show so they're that was like the first tour a very meaningful tour and they toured in a school bus I remember that and what do you guys remember that from that tour? Like, what's a good memory from I that I remember, remember when you almost drowned. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so let's talk about that, the time that I almost drowned and died. Yeah, we went, uh, Pat, the bass player from Kiss Kiss, he Connecticut. took us on a, a, you remember wild, that, Jen? a wild ride. He took us out doing the old, uh, let's do the rope swing, the, the rope swing into the water. Let's do the rock jumping. So he like brought us up from the kiddie level, a little 25-foot rope, a little 20-foot jump then like a 60 foot rope and then like a 50 foot rock and then cliff diving was crazy it was yeah jumping off that was really really cool and scary and you jumped and you just felt like uh you were never gonna hit the water you know when you're like on a roller coaster and you're in the air and your body just like clenches up it was like that yeah the moment i remember the moment i left the rock I was just like, you idiot. Like, why did you do that? That's now you're in the midair and you're, what, what's going to happen? I don't know. And you can That's see, stupid. I was pretty happy about it. If you go on YouTube, there's like a Dr. Manhattan Kiss Kiss tour video where you can see everyone jumping in and Rebecca jumps in. Ooh, Rebecca, the violinist of Kiss Kiss. Thank you. And she eats the worst yeah, she shit did the, ever. She, she jumped. Always, it was intense. Like the she way she jumped and sat down in the air. Yeah, so yes. both of her legs were straight out in front of her and that's how they connected they told us like you kind of have to like hit but like scoop yeah and she just (laughs) flattened out and just the back and the sound of that like haunts my nightmares like it was i remember when people are telling you all those things you have to make sure to do when you jump off the cliff you're like oh my god like how am i gonna remember to do all this like in the time i jump up they're like okay so you have to point your toes and then clench your butt cheeks because like water can like go right up and that can kill you <laughs> oh my god okay let's try to get this all and then just jump <laughs> it's crazy so, we, so adam continue please oh yeah so then he's like oh but now we're gonna do the cool cool stuff so let's get back in the van let's go drive for another 15 miles around the bends around the mountains and we were in uh, hampton connecticut on the middle of the wild places out east and uh he took us, and we're driving through a nuclear power plant. There's signs like, don't go in the river when the generators are on. And I think only I actually read that and saw that <laughs> sign, but I did not inform anyone else about the sign. Oh, so you almost killed me. Oops. This is just, this wow. just in. Oh, man. man this slaughter. is Chris. She gets it. But so we got over there, and, like, I got a bad feeling. Like, everyone's like, all right, we're going to swim. So we're going to swim across this river. And it was a really big river. It was probably, like... 100 feet across. No, way, way bigger. 100 miles. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And it then did there was seem like, like 100 miles. It looked like Mount Everest on the other side of the river. Giant mountain. And they're like, so we're going to swim across the river and climb that, that thing, and then there's an 80-foot rope, and you're just going to have to do a backflip, and it's going to be cool. <laughs> and so I was like, no way. I'm scared. I'm not going to swim across that thing. And I, was, I remember I was trying to get you guys not to do it because I had a bad feeling. I was like starting to cry a little bit. <laughs> I was like, they're all dead. They're all gonna die. And of course, they start. They like all like you know, Braveheart into the water. Like, oh, this is. And then I hear, you know, the generator turns on. So they're like, 
<laughs> what? Really? So this is exactly how <laughs> this is exactly how it went down. And so there's like a big lever that you saw somebody pull. So yeah, I just remember seeing their bodies swimming across the river, but then like the current of the water like curling over their bodies in the perpendicular direction the other way, and their bodies started drifting off. And then I hear Nick, who's now just like drifting away <laughs> as the others are making their way towards the other side of the river, and Nick's body just like help, <laughs> help. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, this is totally messed up. <laughs> I do, I do have a distinct memory of right before that happened, being like, I'm usually the more like sensible in my mind, like, oh, I'm not gonna do that, but I'm like, no, I never do this. I gotta do it. So I think we yelled freedom, like Braveheart, and then charged the river. And in my mind, I didn't really consider the fact that I probably shouldn't swim at a hundred percent the entire time. When I'm, uh, spoiler, not a very good swimmer. It's I come to find out. <laughs> so again, I just remember swimming, my legs getting tired. I felt like my chest, like, I think I can feel a lung not working, like shutting down. And then I remember hearing Pat be like, oh, we're halfway. And I was like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is not good at all. And I, I think Mike Abuso of Kiss Kiss got to the other side. And then I was like, Mike, you got to, like, probably in more sound like, Mike, come and get me. And he yeah. came out and, like, fished me out. And then we ended up just kind of like sprawled across the rocks. It started raining. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as they actually saved you, because it was like you're just, you're pretty much gone, right? <laughs> and so it was only like unconscious. It's like, uh, what is that? Lo that log floating down the river kind of looks like Nick used to look. <laughs> One <And> last swim. <laughs> <laughs> they get you across, and then, you know, of course the, th the thunderstorm rolls in, you know, and we're just like, all right. It was like, the, it was uh, like a show or like a commercial where someone's having a bad day and then they stay outside and then they get they have an umbrella and they get rained on. It was like that. Like we're on the shore with the rocks. Like, well, how could this get worse? And then it rains. Yeah. Now none of us are in the mood to do the swing anymore. Yeah, so then, we're like, uh, what's going happen? Some boat pulled up. Yeah, boat of like 15 of dudes partying. Dudes. Yeah. And we were like, oh, perfect, a boat. We can get on that. <laughs> and we're like, hey, hey guys. <laughs> oh, we got a guy down. He almost drowned. Uh, give him a ride. And they're like... Do a flip. Like, do a flip off the rope, and then we'll give you a ride. Do a flip. We'll see. And they're like, were you kidding me? Like, we just, this guy almost drowned. Are you serious? And then they just rode it. They just t just drove off. Yeah. In their boat and just left us. And that like was cool. 10, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes awesome. later. I don't, I don't, actually, I don't remember the passage of time, but say 10 minutes later. It was, it was 12, about, yeah. it was about, 12. Yeah. it was about 13 A Vietnam vet on a boat came by, <laughs> let us jump on. And I think at that point, you, because it was you, Reed. Well, yeah, he, he let us on, but he was like, I'll give you a ride, but no police. <laughs> yeah. Which is always what you want to hear, like, yeah. don't call the police. And I think they had already called the police at that point. Yeah. But it, so who, do you remember who went? It was me, you, Andrew, did you make yeah. that trek across the river? Yeah. You, Mike Abuso, and Rebecca? Or yeah. Pat? And Pat, yeah. And then so who I'm stayed behind? Adam, so. Reed. What? Who, sta <laughs> <laughs> who, st who stayed behind? Who didn't do it? It was you, Reed. Well, me. You. Yeah. And then. My brother. Josh. Stephen. Your Stefan. was there. Okay. So then the Vietnam vet brings us back, says no cops. The cops are there. Because I think he, he's like, he had a beer yeah. cracked open. I think it they was threw just... him into a, a squad car. <laughs> took him on. Somewhere. Yeah, I think there was a briefcase in his boat, too, with a hazard he's logo. He's like, I thought I said no cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, quit resisting. They put him in the car. It was crazy. So the rest of that day. He was the is, merch guy. Is it. <laughs> 
from then the, re- on. The, the rest of that day is a blur of staying at, I think, Pat's or one of Pat's friend's houses. I remember, like, one of my toes was weird and broken and bruised. We went and played an open mic at, like, a library or something. We just set up drums and guitar and just played oh, some yeah. weird little show. Yeah. I remember that. And yeah. just, like, we're shaking and, like, oh, so that happened today. <laughs> and then, because conti- I don't remember, that was, pro- I don't know when it, in the tour that was, but that was weird. <laughs> When I almost died. Yeah, it sounds all kind of funny now. now. Stay weird tour. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It's you were like drowning under the water. Yeah. It was really scary. That's weird. And yeah. somebody, I don't know if, Adam, if it was Adam, somebody grabbed a stick from, was that you? That was me, no, yeah. That was Adam. I remember yeah. it. I have, I still, we have I don't that. think I yeah. have it anymore. <laughs> and we all but. signed it with like a little memory of like things people said or what we thought about that day. And for the longest time, there was just this stick with a bunch of Sharpie written on it from. Yeah. I think everybody just wrote some, like, iteration of, like, Nick almost died. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. We made it. (laughs) But that tour, like, aside from that craziness, was, like, our first, like, tour with bands that were signed and all that. But it also included, like, because the first, after talking to, I think, Josh and Mike, the first show of that tour was the Metro. And so it was, like, a huge show. And then we went to, like, Iowa, where there was, like, nobody. And so there's... I think we started, did a couple tours like that, where we started the Metro, and then the next show was just, like, a local show where no one came. So it's like, this contrast of, like, this is the best. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Hi, guy. One person watching us and bartender and sound yeah. guy. <laughs> just getting dropped back to reality. I remember we played at a skate park one time, didn't we? And not work. There was, like, nobody oh, there. Sure, yeah. Was we were it w- just running on the ramps, like, <laughs> while we were playing, because... <laughs> There was nobody on them. I distinctly remember playing in Austin to just the bartender and I yeah, think the sound I guy. That. At like 2 a.m. <laughs> and I think, and, and there's a big misconception, which is a big reason why I do this podcast, because I think a lot of people, and maybe not so many anymore, but a lot of people all the time would be like, oh, tour. How was it, guys? What'd you do? What'd you see? I was like, well, we played six shows to nobody. Yeah. We ate peanut butter out of a van. It was the best. Yeah. It really was, though. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah, because there's no, like, concept of, like, you know, you didn't have to go to work at a certain time. You right. didn't have to wake up at a certain time. You're just, like, driving around with your best friends, like, writing and reading, looking out the window at things you haven't seen before. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Yeah. And after, yeah. after Kiss Kiss, I don't remember the, the timeline, but what would, you, what would you guys say, like, are some of you... Your tour, if you think of a tour story, what's one that comes to mind? I want Andrew to get on the mic here. What, what would be your favorite memory of a tour or a tour story? Favorite tour story? Yeah. Or memory of any tour that comes to mind when you think of tour. Shoot, I'm not good on the spot like that. You could take a minute. But um, we can bounce around. Just the general experience was always my favorite, like being on the road with you guys. Because mm-hmm. we. I, mean, I, gonna, like, I feel like, like yeah. I feel like you were the navigator, dude. Like, I feel like we would go to towns that we were we had been to like six months ago, and Andrew would always remember like how to get everywhere. Like, he just had the brain for directions and like remembering a city exactly. He'd be like, "Oh, we should get some subway before the show," and he's like, "Oh, like it's down that way to the left, <laughs> right." This was before iPhones. Yeah. And we never took the GPS out of the car because it was heavy. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> what about you, Adam? What, what's like a, 
tour story that pops I mean, up. My favorite stuff is like when we were on the road and like just like in the van. Either driving. like yeah, like the van breaking down or like a, getting a flat tire in the trailer. But we're in the middle of Wyoming and there isn't anything in sight for like three thousand miles. <laughs> and it's like all right, what do you do? We then we would talk about getting a spare tire for the trailer, but we'd never actually get a spare tire, so when it, we did happen to get a flat tire on the trailer, we didn't have a spare for it. So, what'd we do? Yeah. We would, like, dislocate the trailer and vote oh, a couple of the right. guys to stay with the trailer I while the other couple enough. of guys get in the van and drive off to try and find help. Yeah, I remember and one time we were out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, there was the time the trailer tire broke our flat, and then we, luckily we had a family size, bulk size, like Aldi brand cornflakes bag. And I think they so were frosted. I, well, frosted. <laughs> it's fancy stuff. Frosted. We were lucky that day. Adam, they yeah. were clearly frosted. All right. I'm I mean, sorry. This, we were living it up. Let's not lie about yeah. it. Okay, yeah. So it was beautiful. We had a gigantic bag, a 30, like 30 pound bag of frosted flakes, <laughs> and nothing but blue skies for 8,000 miles in every direction. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you a lot of wind. and Andrew got back Wait, in remember the van. Remember, there was so much wind that day. There was so we much would, wind. like, throw the frosted flakes up and yeah. let them blow into our mouth. Like, yeah, so... <laughs> See, yeah. this is the stuff I didn't even know about. Yeah, so Nick and Andrew, because they were, quote-unquote, scared, got into the van <laughs> and, <laughs> and drove off and left us brothers. Wait, let's rewind to that. What? Us brave. The brave so, true story. Go deeper into that. We were scared? I'm not, I'm not saying you're lying. What was the scared part? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Did we say, oh, we're scared, we want to go? <laughs> you said, so, yeah. we're like, who would be like courageous and brave enough to stay with the trailer? And you guys were like, not us, because we're too scared. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys got in the van. Matt and I stayed there with nothing but a 30-pound bag of Frosted Flakes <laughs> and a lot of wind and 8,000 miles of blue skies in every direction. And a gallon of water. And a, did we have water? We had some water, yeah. Yeah, so you guys, it was crazy, though. Like, you guys got in the van. You can't see anything. We drove were there off for, like, four hours. I think. <laughs> no. Yeah, the sun I mean, went down real quick. Yeah, and then it, it was, got dark out, and then we started dangerous. hearing howling. Started hearing the coyotes. We had to fight a couple coming off. for us. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I just want to pause for sponsorship. No, if this is still going on, sure, so check sure. this out. Do the bids because I'm going to be yeah. at some point announcing winners. So don't huh. don't hesitate. You don't have to sit. You can walk around. Go check that out. Um, Andrew, you said your own little story. I'm. The one that pops up to my mind, and pardon my language, but how, how can I say this that's kind? This ain't no... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to offend people. If I don't know if there's little kids around, but sure. think of the Dairy Queen, Texas Dairy Queen story. How do you... <laughs> you can see it here. I don't know how to word it. That's a kind way to word it that won't be offensive. Some bigotry. Some terrible bigotry that went on. You have to speak into that thing. Oh, okay. But do you remember that story? I remember driving down the highway, it being hot. It was, it was, I think it was, the, it was a tour where we were only in Texas. And yeah, basically we went to a big Dairy Queen, Texas. And someone got the and urge for Dairy big. Queen, saw the sign, was like, we, we, almost got got a, we almost got in a fight because Matt used the, the, the women's restroom. I used the girls' bathroom because the guys' bathroom, the toilet paper was soaking wet. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going there. Forget that. So I went to the other one. I mean, a toilet's a toilet, And a uh, right? guy comes in, and he's like, 
you want to use the woman's bathroom? We'll treat you like a woman. And I was like... Super kind and welcoming. Oh, this is going to be weird when I get out of here. <laughs> so. Well, before that, from the outside perspective, yeah. there was like a manager had popped his head in or a worker, and they were laughing. So it seemed like, oh, this is lighthearted. They're just going to like laugh it off. But there was two construction workers behind us not pleased with what was going on, like wow. visibly getting upset. The heart of Texas, yeah. not happy about. And Dairy Queen. So Matt came out, and I remember you kind of like had your hands up. I was like, listen, I'm not. The toilet paper is wet, and what do you think? And it was like, they still weren't, they were not about it. Yeah. And they said some stuff. I don't know how to word it, that's a nice way, uh, but there was an MFR yeah. and a, uh, some sort of slur bashed into there. Yeah. And it was right before because he, he was getting upset. And I said, like, hey, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Kicked the seat out, did the classic, like, TV, like, yeah. and then said this. And then we said, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and we took our blizzards and left. Yeah. So when I think of, like, weird happenings, like, had we just been like, oh, we'll wait to go to Dairy Queen. We're not hungry for Dairy Queen. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, but, we got the but, blizzards. But we got out of there, and then the, those are the best we blizzards we ever had. <laughs> never, never a better tasting blizzard in our life. Yeah. And so, like, if I were to say, like, a top five list, that would be on it. I would say us getting robbed on the Stay Weird Tour, yeah. which was a weird mashup of, like, trusting friends of a friend. We're playing in New Orleans, or near New Orleans in Louisiana. Lafayette? Was that what it was? I believe so. And it was this tour. The bands were Fear Before the March of Flames and Heavy Heavy Lolo, which are two kind of crazy bands, and we didn't know them beforehand. But it was a, a really cool tour. It was like one of my favorite tours. I don't know about you guys. A lot of really funny stories from that. Um, but this one was like, we play this place. A friend of the singer of Heavy Heavy Lolo is coming. He's on the guest list. And he, it's him and his girlfriend and a dog. They had a dog with them. And they were hanging out in like the green room. I don't want to hog the whole story, but what is... I can gladly tell it all, but does anyone else have any memories they of that? They had a little decoy puppy. <laughs> That was a decoy puppy, basically. And they stole a bunch of our laptops and bass, Adam's bass. Yeah. They Pedals. Stole, they, uh, yeah, it was like while we were, the show was going on, we were playing and they were back there and probably just like taking one thing out at a time or something. I think, I remember Matt being back there and the girl, someone was playing with a puppy like in front of Matt and they were just like running interference as they were like yeah. one at a time. Just taking I was stuff. Distracted by the puppy. Was, who would? I don't blame I you at all. Who wouldn't be distracted right. by a puppy? Who doesn't? Who here doesn't love a puppy? Take my eyes off of it. All you puppy haters, you get right out. They uh, pulled a fast one on me. So uh, then that darn puppy. I don't know. I don't know who realizes that that stuff's missing. I don't know if it was you, Adam. It was while we were loading out. We were loading out for the show, and everyone's like, "You know what? I haven't <laughs> seen my laptop. Hey, I haven't seen my base. Hey." Something's going on. Something's a little fishy around here. <laughs> so I remember I talked to Rob like, hey, man, stuff's missing. He's like, oh, really? Let me go meant, talk to my friend. I really remember Rob putting up a fight like, dude, this is my friend. Like, I do not want to have this conversation. Like, he was going to bat for him and being like, listen, man, I don't want to do this. And that guy says, why are you doing this? How could you? Like, he made a real big scene about it. Yeah, basically what happened is like we went outside and it was in a grass lot and there was a bus and there was some cars parked and then there was his buddy's car. The uh, what do you call him? The perpetrator? What would you call that? The guy? perpetrator. The suspect. <laughs> the perp. Yeah. So yeah, when I, Rob was like, "I'll go talk to him." Went out by his car and he was by his car and he was like, um, 
hey man, uh, some stuff's gone missing. We can't seem to find it. Could you just pop open your car so we can make sure that um, you don't have the stuff? And of course, immediately he was like, why are you accusing me? I thought you were my friend. Like, we're friends. I'm cool. Like, it's cool. And then it escalated and got really loud and he popped open the trunk and there before my eyes was the bass guitar and some bags of gear and then they... Like, Instantly. It was like, they, fight. Like, <laughs> and then <laughs> jumped the guy and like beat him down to the ground. And it was the first time I had ever seen anyone get in a real fight like that. I think me too. Like right in front of our I eyes. I would say I'd advocate not to do that or <laughs> find yourself in that situation. Because yeah. Well, as soon as that happened, I think I saw a cop car go by, and I just darted and was like, hey, man, guy tried to rob us. Can you come check this out? And he was a mountain of a man. He was like Oh, yeah, because let's hold on a second. Yeah. The guy that was bodyguarding and a buddy of the other band that was on tour, we called, Thuggy. referred to as Thuggy, <laughs> who's a huge Russian guy. Yeah. Huge. Like, I was very scared to even introduce myself to this person. But he was but a sweetheart. He was really nice. Yeah. So he was this huge dude that was like taking, you know, apprehending this guy, the Perfect. thief. And um, but then the the officer who showed up was like twice his size too, right? And it was like, <laughs> wow, this guy's even more gigantic. It's crazy. Well, what he and what that big <laughs> boy. <laughs> and so what the cop walked large, in on was like this scene of the guy on the ground. There was a fight happening. So the, I think initially the cops are like thinking, you know. Cops oh. like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Somebody's getting jumped. It's obviously sketchy. But he starts putting the guy in handcuffs. Dave, the singer of People for the March of Flames, is like, has a digital camera. He's like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this guy so nobody else gets caught by him. He then tries to headbutt the camera out of Dave's hand. The cop then takes him with ease, like he's a doll, and just like body slams him and he's out cold. And then his girlfriend is running to the car, grabbing like all their piles of clothes. It's like this whole scene unfolding. I'm like, what is even happening right now? Yeah, tour is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I missed my mom at that moment. Hey, mom. How you doing, mom? <laughs> hey, Did mom. you know that story, Lisa? You ever heard that one? That's a good one. Almost getting robbed. But it ended up good. And it actually, I think my... Mike, we got all our stuff. It was man. tight. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, who also got, he was the bassist of Fever for the March of Flames, he got his laptop stolen then and then again later on that tour. So he had the best luck on that tour. At some point at another show, we somebody had, uh, nabbed it. ravioli. Right. Offset his balance. <laughs> when he was walking across a log that was over water, he had a can of ravioli in his pocket. Sure enough, offset his balance, <laughs> and he went in. What? <laughs> you don't remember that? I was in uh, Jacksonville. I don't. Remember we stayed at Can of uh, ravioli Yaki's? in his pocket? Yeah. Who walks around with a can of we ravioli in Because we were going on like, a walk into the woods in the middle of the night, and we were like, we should probably bring some food in case we get lost. So, raviolis. <laughs> so he brought the raviolis. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that sure does enough, make sense. That does make down. sense. If you <laughs> listen to the album Jam Dreams, which is actually in that Have Fun Records pack, so much of that is like inside baseball, like stories from that tour. Yeah. I mean, like entire I feel songs. Like the term inside baseball is kind of inside, inside baseball. baseball. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. I'll agree with that. Yeah. So much of that is just like personal stories yeah. and like inside jokes. <laughs> and so I think, I feel like us listening to and write the music, we understand everything, obviously. So I just wonder somebody who picks that up and is listening to a song that says like cacahuates. And like talks about that whole party. Right. It's just like, oh, cool. No. Peanuts. <laughs> you had to be means. there, kind of thing. Yeah. 
I had to be in the closet with the six other dudes throwing <laughs> salt and potato chips around <laughs> for no reason other than this is cool. So those are those are kind of like yeah. bummer, sad, <laughs> like crazy stories. Do you have like happy memory of like oh mm, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What am, I don't know. This. Yeah. I mean, I there's mean, a. Uh, just, just like some, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind when you think of yeah, like, yeah, I mean, the, when we were on tour with um, Newfound Glory and yeah. Senses Fail, and we got that like nine sh- show tour, and it was like really big venues and like playing for huge crowds, like that was amazing. Like that I remember being insane. on stages and like you'd be like fifty feet away, and then yeah. the next guy's fifty feet away, and it's like this is ridiculous. The Fillmore. What are we doing here? Yeah. I remember the Fillmore in Detroit doing sound check. The most yeah. nervous crazy. I've ever yeah, been. Place. Yeah. Before the first one of those shows, yeah, uh, just waiting in the stairs, I was like, "This is crazy." I remember actually, I think it was the Fillmore, Andrew being on stage and somebody not being a fan of us and trying to take it up with Andrew. What about and it was? Yeah. It was like two guys who were super yeah, some pissed. serious hecklers. <laughs> get the, they were like pretty the, much about to jump on stage and take us down right there. Get the f off the stage, and yeah. and I look, I see them, I see that happening first. And I turn to Andrew, and I see him kind of just taunting them with his drumstick. Like, oh, he's exasperated. This situation's only getting worse. But it was also hilarious. Yeah, I think you put on a tutu at that point. (laughs) And it was pink, and you were doing a little dance. Andrew, what was going through your mind when you saw these guys who hated us and wanted to take it up with you? I don't know. (laughs) They're very hateful, and I don't really like that. You know, I was was trying to make a joke about it. Do you and think that helped? It helped me. <laughs> helped you guys. <laughs> what I about, had a good laugh at it. What about Warp Tour? That was amazing. And Vagrant Records like rented us a, a, a touring bus. Yeah. We were on like a big bus, and like we slept like sardines in the back. There's this little like remember those little cubbies that you would like. It was like basically. Uh, <laughs> it was a curtain. Yeah. It was a bed. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. I felt like a sardine. I remember Andrew sharing his cubby with Stefan. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. these, these things are like no bigger than your only body. Yeah. And so head to toe, you would just wake up in the morning and see like a leg and an arm hanging out of it and just smashed in there together. And it was, it was the best. I'm so happy you guys did that. It was so funny. But that, too, but that too, I remember leading up to that, our manager being like, you have to do it in a bus. If you do it in a van... You're going to be so tired. The, long, the drives are crazy. That was funny, though. Like, oh, we're going to be in this bus. Like, we made it. We're a band on a bus touring around. But you couldn't go number two in the bathroom <laughs> unless you put a plastic bag into the toilet bowl. And the closet door in the back hallway, we had to duct tape shut because, like, it didn't latch. There's a, a video for Claim Should Echo on YouTube, which is just us playing in that bus. And, like, you can see shots of that of Warp Tour. There's a D-Man TV that has a bunch of clips from Warp Tour craziness. I remember there was a few different bands our manager had gone through being like, oh, you're going to split a bus with this band, with this band. And finally, I was like, oh, it's this, this band. I think they're British. They're metal. They're, from, yeah. they're called Bring Me the Horizon. We're like, okay, we don't know what that means. Yeah. And they're like, they're, but they'll be fine. We pulled up late somewhere. We met them just, like, in the middle of the night. They came out. They were nice but quiet. And then, like, immediately their first shows were, like, thousands of people yeah. being like, oh. We were, like, the smallest band on Warp Tour. And they were, like, the biggest band <laughs> on Warp Tour. And we were in the same bus. And they partied a lot. They peed in the fridge. <laughs> uh. That's why they were cool, though. 
That's true. That's what made them big. That's why they would sell $60,000 worth of merch, and we'd sell $14 worth of merch. (laughs) So when we went into Canada, I have a distinct merit, because you can only go into Canada with so much money, and between them selling merch and the singer having his own merch company, they were making so much money, they had to tuck money into each of their bunks underneath. There was like $10,000 underneath each one of their bunks, because they didn't want to have to claim that much money. We were like, oh, cool. We got like, we're good. (laughs) We're cool. We got that same problem. We get it. But they did, in all fairness, I remember Reed and their tour manager, Sheep, having some conversations. They were like, we have no money for gas. And they, like, totally bailed us out and, like, paid for gas and, like, helped us out. So they were very nice. And also just, like, once they were done playing their set, they didn't, like, listen to metal. They just hung out, like, listen to, like, chill music or listen to some. But, like, very funny guys. I remember we... I have a memory of us sitting, playing our personal videos on the TV, and then playing theirs, like, just homemade videos of, like, craziness and just laughing. They're super funny guys. So I ended up being this weird, crazy goofiness, but I, of my, of of tours, I'd say that my two favorites are Stay Weird and Warped, which are, like, two completely, like, ends of the spectrum for that, but, like, those are the first two that come to mind. Plus, the food on Warped Tour is so good. (laughs) Three meals a day. Yeah. The buffet style. Yeah. And not a single shower the whole the whole <laughs> the whole thirty days of work tour. Yeah, it was bad. And hair down to our shoulders. But that but there was showers every day almost, so you could have showered. We just chose. Yeah, not there to. was an option to it shower like whenever you wanted. We're like, let's see if we, we can make it. Come on, to. guys, we're really dirty. Don't shower, man. Come on, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Don't give in. Don't bail to on the me, system, bro. Man, so what? Weak. If, Fun, bro. Do you guys have other tours that you consider your favorites or like the ones that come to mind? Or would those two uh, be stay like... Stay Weird. Ones? Stay Weird. Definitely one of the best. Yeah. Uh, the first tour was really cool just because it was two weeks and the first right. time we did it. And we both drove different blazers, like a white blazer and a red yep. blazer. And it was just two really local cool. bands playing to nobody, having a great time. Yeah. When you, if you were to say least favorite tour... Does any come to mind? And I'm not saying in the Definitely sense Definitely Dreffer Star. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was choked. All the tours like the one you were, were quit good. on. All the <laughs> 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 The kidding. one I quit on. The one you quit before we went on? <laughs> that wasn't one. That, one. that okay. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> that was kinda like yeah, after the good. tour though. What's that? It was before and after. Yeah, it was like the eye of the tours. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. What? Yeah, like a hurricane. I'm just trying to break the ice. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'll get into that. I guess aside from that tour, I think of, and I guess I don't know if I want to say worse, but just like so weird and different and like I don't even know how we got on. I do know how we got on, but like why we ended up there was the tour with Jeffree Star just because. Oh, my gosh. It was just so bizarre. If, you, if you're not familiar with what or who Jeffree Star is, go home later, pull up MySpace or search Google for him. He's just like, makes very crass techno music and that was a thing at the time so it was he was headlining this band Breathe Carolina was playing pre them and then Schoolyard Heroes so it was these two electronic bands and then two rock bands so it was this weird mesh of that tour Schoolyard Heroes was like a I don't know like a My Chemical Romance band with a singer they were super oh, yeah. and they were super good but it was just a very weird divisive tour I remember at the beginning of the tour we wanted to write a, we had a um, what song am I thinking of that didn't have words, but then we 
Mailman. Mailman, thank you. Before it was Mailman. Before it was Mailman. It was just a song without words. And we're like, oh, we should get everybody to, like, on this tour, write this song with us, and we can all play it. Which I think is still, maybe not for that tour, it was, like, a good idea. It'd make a tour, like, a super unique thing. But then we met these bands and, like, hung out with Jeffree Star, and then at some point we were dead to him because he didn't like us. Like, at some point, every band... Yeah, what happened with that? He hated us. I don't know. I do... A memory I have from that is when he tried to kick Adam. Adam and your... I don't know. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a girl, your friend, friend, were throwing the little cheese poofs. Yeah. Which, yeah. We, we, we brought the big thing, uh, the cheese puffs, yeah. to the show. At Reggie's we were in gonna, Chicago. I think we were going to use them as part of our stage prop, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so Jeffree Star was performing, and my friend was throwing them at him while he was performing. And then later on, he, like, jumped the merch table to, like, fight us because <laughs> of the cheese puff incident. Well, what you say by throwing at them, when you throw a cheese puff, they go, like, nowhere. So probably none even hit them. Uh, no? I think he had a couple of orange little splotches on his injuries, uh, yeah. He caught a couple? Shirt. Okay. You know, like how you get the cheese, the sure. Cheeto fingers? Yeah. It was like that, but like on his shirt. <laughs> so I just remember being at the merch table, him trying to like, and he wore giant shoes and just tried to come with like a long, lanky kick across the way and then getting escorted out and all that. So I remember a lot of drama from that tour and just being like, I don't know where, where and why and how. Going to IHOP with him was fun. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> Because I remember being at... It was fun, that's all. There, there was, a, there was a, a tradition I started, which was never, never liked, which was anytime we're on a tour, I was like, oh, I'm going to call Jen at like three in the morning, because this will be fun. And she's like sleeping, like, what, what is this? Why are you doing this? But I was like, oh, here, hand the phone to Jeffree Star. This won't go terribly wrong. A guy who's crass 97% of the day. And it went as you thought it would. He said some crazy shit. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll never do this again. So I just remember being at IHOP and sitting around eating that and him ordering uh how would you say how you say pancakes (laughs) it was not pancakes it was very offensive a large drink that was not a good tasting drink it was not vegan I'll tell you that much just a very weird (laughs) a very weird tour for all those reasons but then are there any in between Stay Weird, Warped, Jeffree Star? Are there any other like tours you think of that were like fun, good, just that you're thinking of? You said Newfound Glory was like a nine day thing. Yeah, that was cool. Um, With uh, Hello Goodbye. Yeah, Hello say Goodbye anything. and Say Anything was like two or three shows. Uh, that, yeah, I think that tour. was the biggest show we ever played. It was San Diego. That it was like fifteen hundred people or a thousand people or something. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I really like touring out west. Yeah. Uh, my way favorite things is like driving south down, you know, California and like staying up overnight and then the sun comes up, you're still driving, sun's coming up, and you've been up all night and you just kind of feel surreal and different and you've drank a few energy drinks and then you're just outside a gas station, the wind's blowing and you're looking at like vineyard, nice. vineyards. <clears throat> what was your favorite energy drink? <laughs> My That's favorite energy drink was Monster. Nas. Just Nas like, was really good. 24. Yeah, Nas. Well, that's uh, Gordon 24. Gordon 24. If you can find 24, I don't know if that exists, but that was like Nas. It was, it was delicious. Um, Na- Nas and a muffin at 3 a.m., ready to party. Yeah. Doing the... I remember whenever... A lot of tours ended in California, and it was like, all right, 
30 hours straight, let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's just do it straight through. Let's not stop. And, just I, and, the... and yeah, and be like, yeah, let's just, I'd be like, let's just take like the next week to make it back, you know, let's take our time. And then you would be like, I'm going to drink a couple of <laughs> Gordons and I'm do it straight. We're driving straight. Screw it. I'll do You drove like 24 hours straight one time. Mm. Or it was like 23 hours. Yeah, it was like 20. for real. <laughs> Like, it, was, it was 23, not 24. Let's not get crazy. You were not a happy camper at the end of that. Probably not. Yeah, you, <laughs> you were shaking a little bit. Is that a when lot. you quit? I, think. <laughs> I drove home after 24 hours and left the van. You never saw me again. Yeah. Uh, until now. Until now. And here we are. So, how have you been? <laughs> I've been bad, man. Thanks for breaking it up. Oh, man. Um, That's not true. But yeah, so there was, I mean, the cavalcade tour. I mean, and. Probably, and one I didn't bring up when we didn't touch on, which probably one of the biggest ones in a lot of ways was Saves the Day. Like that first big like band on Vagrant, the, them the taking col- us out. Like when they did the acoustic college tour? They played acoustic. Like, no. There was um, Single File was another band on the tour. It was like oh, a yeah. pop punk band on really us. Nice. And we became close with uh, Conley and the guitarist Dave at the time. And... They, that's how Chris ended up producing Jam Dreams was that tour. We just stayed in touch, played a couple of... We played a college show with them on the last tour, I think it was. was and they bought us uh, guitar tuners. Cause we, yeah, they bought us guitar tuners because we never tuned... Because you always tuned to Andrews. They, they, yeah, yeah. What? You, every show on that tour, you tuned to Andrews' keyboard. Yeah. So the last show, they're like, here you go, yeah. tuner pedals. And they bought us P.F. Chang's when we were driving on the highway, and they were like... We happen to be driving next to them. We're like, hey, what's up, dude? Follow us, follow us. Yeah. And then we went to PF Chang's and then they bought us food. Yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> Plus, plenty of green room like spreads that were like, here. Yeah. We didn't touch this. And then we'd like ravage like, through it. <laughs> like, we don't eat, we just inject <laughs> this into our bodies. <laughs> and then but that, that was a super awesome tour. Um, I'm trying to think, there was another one. There was like, there's the newfound glory. Yeah, there's that hello goodbye one. I mean, there's a there's a bunch in there, but like the ones that always stand out to me are stay weird and warped. And I'll think about Jeffrey Star from Dynam just because it was so weird and crazy. Um, but then at some point in there, that album, the first the single, single, the self-titled album comes out. The single file album comes out, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden we find ourselves like, all right, we got these songs for another record, and everyone starts dipping. Label manager. Uh, booking agent, and it's I right. Really, I remember being really excited about that. About them all leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, uh, it just uh, didn't seem like the right thing. Yeah. You know? I remember when we got that call about Vagrant, not really being into it anymore. I remember we were really stoked. We put on uh, Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel, and we like danced in our basement. <laughs> 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 We're free. Uh, and uh, here we are. <laughs> well, on that self-titled album, we recorded it, and it was mixed and done, and then we remixed it with Casey Bates. And ever since then, Casey was like, I want to do a record with you guys. And we're like, okay, okay. And then so label leaves, manager leaves, booking agent leaves, and we're like, okay, we got these songs we want to record. I end up talking to Casey, and he's like, if you come out to me in Seattle, I'll record you for free. Cool. Start talking to Chris for some reason. Oh, if you come out to me in... Where did he live? Chico. 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 I'll record you for California. free. So we 
caught, we make this thing happen where Chris on his own dime flies out to Washington, produces the album, Casey records slash engineers with other people, and we record Jam Dreams. And all and I'd already recorded the drums in Illinois until so it was like taking all the songs, chopping them up, rearranging them. <gasps> oh, and we yeah. recorded some stuff there while we were there. We played a lot of the warehouse uh, and Left Decal. for Dead. I remember we had never, we weren't really big into video games, and all of a sudden he's like, here's this zombie video game, and that's from Zombies from Mozambique. I think you're recording, and you're looking out the window at somebody playing Left 4 Dead, and you were just saying some random stuff. Yeah. And that's how, (laughs) there's no, there's no deeper meaning to that. It was like. It was freestyle. (laughs) It was just a freestyle. (laughs) And we played a lot of that. We played a lot of video games and hung out, and uh, yeah, that was the whole Jam Dreams process. It was super fun. And I just remember during that time, I was, like, super stressed because I was like, I don't know how to say this. I don't know what to do. I'm thinking about leaving. I'm sad. I'm bummed. And then that two, uh, Jam Dreams, the way we booked it, was, like, we'll record, and then we'll go hang in Chico with Chris, and then we'll start a tour and go back home. And when we went to Chico, we were hanging out, recording videos, having fun. I have a distinct memory of watching, what was that Beatles box set? It's, like, all, like, recording. Like, their the whole Apples. history. The Apple yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching all that and watching them record, I think, Let It Be. And that's when they were already, like, deciding to break up. And they were doing that. And I was, like, in my it's head, like, oh, my God. Like, like, I'm stressing about this. I'm watching this. So then we end up having a talk, figuring it out, being, like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to leave. But you're, like, let's do this tour. And we had already booked it with Inaviate yeah. and Duck, Duck, Goose. Inaviate's, like, a... I don't know. They were. How would you describe them? Uh, post rock, R and B, emo. Uh, <laughs> Wait, duck, duck, really goose? good. Screamo. Oh yeah. Uh, Inavian. Yeah. Them sorry. and and this band Duck Duck Goose sorry, played some of the shows, and they were a band that we like. They're like a heavy band, so they did some of the dates, and we ended up just playing all the shows back to home. We played. We played a co- <laughs> we played a college show with Saves the Day, this giant college show, which was awesome. Um, and all sorts of random shows in between. <laughs> but that, <laughs> they can't see you. <laughs> yeah, for those listening at home, we're having a good little laugh up here. Yeah. But, uh, oh, um, one of the random other goofy stories uh, from tour that I meant to say something about, which I've said in other podcasts on this, was um, when we did the few shows with Chiodos, and, <laughs> and we ended up... It, it proceeded to fall into um, the Stay Weird tour where Andrew was wearing a Chiodo shirt the entire time. And I don't know if you remember that story. Oh, yeah. We were playing some outdoor party show. Uh, yeah. Danny, the guitarist from Heavy Below, was running around naked, being ridiculous, like we're having tons of laughs. And Andrew then, for, to his credit, wore a Chiodo shirt the entirety of that tour and got made fun of by the other bands a lot. And he still wore it. And... Um, at some point, there's a video of you guys hanging out in the background, and I think the heavy, heavy little guys were like making fun of the singer Chiodos, just being goofy, not even really doing all that much. I think they were holding him up, like the crowd surfing, the crowd surfing where he like goes out on his knees and people hold him up. So those two were doing that. Not any of you three. You're just in the background. Yeah. And I remember getting. There's a video of it, and there's probably like four views or plays. I remember driving with my wife, girlfriend at the time, getting a call on the phone. I think we were driving over Burton's Bridge, I distinctly remember, and Bakta being like, what did you do? What happened? What is going on? You're in trouble. 
So stupid. What, what happened? What did we do? There's this video. You guys are making fun of someone. You got to go watch it. I go home. We watch it. And we're like, this is the video? Call you guys, let you know. And at that point, we, I think there were potentially going to be other tours based off of that. And we were just blacklisted from all those. And it was this whole hullabaloo over really just absolutely nothing. Totally botched our Chiodos in. <laughs> God. And it really, we should have been mad at him because he was supposed to come up on stage and sing Tracy's Buns with us, and he totally bailed. He totally, I mean, we were like on thin ice already because of that. So, uh, he's lucky So you just we I, made that video, I feel. I think one of the things that surprised just me the most uh, was like, for real. we had these personalities that were laid back and just like having a good time, and we just kind of assumed all bands were like that. So then we come across these bands that were like bigger or like had all these catered things to them. So then it was like, oh, okay. Not everyone necessarily wants yeah. this dynamic or likes well, this. Or I mean, I could see how they would be offended. Like uh, Danny, like pretending to crowd surf and being like, I'm Craig Owens. <laughs> I'm Craig Owens. And everybody laughing. I could see like why it would seem like he's being made fun of. But it wasn't you guys. Were but just, it wasn't us. Yeah, in the we room. There. And it was funny because he was just being goofy and like, right. you know what I mean? But we weren't like, yeah, man, we don't like Craig Owens. We were just there. Guilty by association. Yeah. Still one of the best favorite tours, even aside from that. But then, so then after Jam Dreams, I leave and go to school. There's time in between. You guys carry on the band. But then we come back together at some point to do, I think, like a final send-off show, quotes, at the Beat Kitchen, I think, or Subterranean, one of the two. Yeah. And... I think Matt Parrish, the drummer at the time, played half, and then I played half. And it was, I remember I messed up Big Chomper, the first song. <laughs> I came in late or something, so I was like, all right, off to a good start. Oh, yeah. And you're like, all right, I guess it's over. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> so then that, and then I think we ended up just hanging out and talking again and started playing maybe like a Christmas show once a year or something, or little shows. Yeah. And then... We had like three last shows. Yeah. Yeah. And... I just remember talking about, like, my favorite part was always recording. Like, I loved recording with you guys. Like, I love playing shows, but recording, just us being in the room, hearing this stuff. And then at some point we decided, yep, let's record these songs that, that you had written and that we had started putting together. Andrew wrote a song, and that was the last EP we did, Bolo Yodo. And we just went to Chromatic and Crystal Lake, recorded these songs. And actually, on the way here, funny enough, heard Bolo Yodo, just on shuffle, and I was like... Did you like it? Was it any good? It was pretty good, I it was will say. all right. It's, all right. it's, on, cool. it's on Bandcamp. Go get it. Free of charge, I think. Free of charge. <laughs> yeah. But um, what... Uh, so since then, you guys have all been doing different things. I said at the beginning, you have all your different projects. What have you been doing? Uh, walking around stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do esophagus, which is... <laughs> yeah. You can see over there, there's a sweater that you custom did for this show. Yeah. But what, what is like... What is esophagus for those who don't know what esophagus is? Um... I guess uh, it started as music, but then I started making the sweatshirts. And the sweatshirts have kind of become like the main squeeze of esophagus. Hmm. But it's also a music project because I made a lot of like electronic stuff. And uh, so that was an outlet for that to just uh, put on some beats and kind of have some hyped up shows with a bunch of people. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like uh, another project, another is, musical art project. Are there any esophagus shows coming up? Nope. Okay. Uh, Ian's party. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
You That's should, in January. This is totally unbiased, not saying this because you're one of my good friends. I love Sophocles. The music is so good. Thanks. And the, the merch, the sweaters are awesome. I have one at home. I love it. And so yeah. does the missus. Anyone, anyone who wears them, they're all... I need all to s- make one for Charlotte, for sure. A little tiny one? Yeah. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Let me take a family <laughs> picture, the three of us. Yeah. Um, but you've got that. You and Andrew have F2L2. And what, would, what, what do you say that is, Andrew? How would you describe that? Matt and I make some uh, electronic-ish music. And you're playing tonight, actually. Aren't you? I'm still? Not. You're not. Just Andrew. Just Andrew. I'm you're still even going to a show tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we make some music. You should check it out. Hey, Kyle. Crainy Yo, Kyle. Up? What up, man? Oh, a round of applause for Kyle. <laughs> Such a good guy. It's been a very long time. Um... Uh, we're going to go out there. We're going to do our best. Uh, I don't know why we lost. Um, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and what is Enter Light? What would you say that is? Uh, it's along the same lines. Uh, super cool. Uh, pretty rad. Uh, I think it's cool. We're going to go out there and do our best. Uh, you know, We try to do our best shot out there. Um, <laughs> This is this degrading is into every sports interview out there. Pretty stoked. I don't know why, yeah. but uh, we're going to do our best. <laughs> Come this far, you know. Let's see what happens next. What Let's about keep our head down and try and keep our heads up? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? You've got What's Elephant up? Gun. Yeah, I was playing bass for Elephant Gun for about two years now. Yeah, it's a nine-piece band. They're really cool. And Beethoven. And Beethoven. How yeah. would you describe Beethoven? Um, three-piece band that I started with my neighbors who play drum and bass. I play guitar and sing. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Any so show? It's, it's like my exorcism is how one friend described it to me. <laughs> Are there any shows for either of those bands coming up? What's that? Any shows for those bands coming up? Um, Ian's Party. Ian's Party. Like early January. So that's Ian's Party, for those of you who don't know, is like a three-day series of shows at different venues that kind of kind of like what Riot Fest used to be where it's like here's these days and it's at all these different venues in Chicago and it's super fun it's really we play it Dr. Man and play it multiple times yeah. this will be the 10th year yeah. nice started at Clearwater Clearwater Theater which That's is actually like where Ian's party started coming back as something else I think I heard they're that they're reviving yeah. it as a new venue are there any um, Enter Light or other F2L2 or any of that any of those shows coming up um, just, just all the Ian's party Ghost Planet for F2L2, we do. Uh, we're the house band at this variety show, which is tonight, and it's yeah. our buddy Frank from Truman is Trophy. Yeah, he's got. The, where is that at? Town. Wait, Township. Township. Yeah. So if you want to go straight from here, and go hang out at that tonight. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it starts late. It starts at about eleven. So. Nice. Follow Andrew. Probably get a ride with him. <laughs> Anybody needs a ride? Uh, let me know right away, please. <laughs> So I said there would be a Q&A. It doesn't have to be if no one's got questions or anything, but I figured I'd chuck it out there to see if anybody had a random thing to shout out. Can if I not, start? Yeah. You can start? Yeah, yeah Kyle, start. where have you been, dude? <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico. Yeah? Well, thanks for coming, man. It's good to see you. Yeah? Yeah. I like that, too. You want Any other questions for the crowd? Yeah. Um, Lisa, is the tape still on the walls in the basement? You just took it off? Uh, I'm in this like words. I'm in this like words. <laughs> what about anyone? Like oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to reprint it, man. 
Yeah. What about what about Jake? How are you doing? You been doing good tonight? None of the drops you've done tonight. We've we requested many, and you didn't come with any. You're gonna have to put them in after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all gonna just be one big drop. Yeah. But what about any last final words? I mean, it's time for you guys to jet in a minute, but like, I don't know. Final thoughts. Mm. Final fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, we might uh, go bowling later. Yeah? If anybody wants to go. Cool. 3D bowl. Yeah, Wear anybody a wants suit. to go bowling. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thanks for everybody for one. sitting here and yeah. watching us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out to check this thing out. It's really cool that you all hang out. <laughs> and I want you two to have a good show tonight. Oh, just Andrew? Yeah, just Andrew. Just Andrew, have a good show tonight. Thank you. Have a good show, And a man. safe drive to the city. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a round of applause for my three longtime best friends up here for coming Thank to hang you. out tonight? Nick. If, uh, if any of you guys want to do last minute bids on this stuff, go for it because I'll pick all this up and read winners off. If we want to do that, we can do that and let these guys hit the road if they want to or hang out. Kitchen closes at 10. Get your food, y'all. You still got an hour. And thank you all for coming. Scoop I'll scoop up these papers and in like a minute just read these all off. So if you want a few minutes to do final bits, we can do that. But thank you all for hanging out for this thing. Please bid on stuff for raising money for a good cause. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for Nick for putting this together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Jake turn this on? Oh. Hey, for those of you who are still hanging out, Thank you for hanging out. I've got winners to say the names of, unless people want to beat them in some sort of live auction right now. You can go right for it. There's uh, the hair director's basket for male facial grooming for the, beard, the bearded ones. I have $30 for Jeremy Huron. Where are you at, man? Yeah. Good job on you. Thank you for that. Unless someone wants to beat him. All right, he wins. Him, him and his wonderful-looking beard. Thank you for doing that. And everyone who bidded, I see Wolf and his big beard bidded on there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Male hair care, male hair care products. We got Tyler Wildy winning that bad boy. Oh, there's Wolf hiding with his beard in the corner. Shame faced. Got ten dollars on that. Nice job, Tyler. Unless someone wants to jump on him. We got female hair care products. So we got a family situation. Tyler won this one. Nicole Wildy, who are the two owners of the shop, wherever they're at, they just won that. Nice on there. Josh Patterson, King of Hearts gift certificate. Come and pick that bad boy up. Trust me, if anyone wants to bid on these, you can jump in and stop me. Sean Waugh, Wendigo Tea gift certificate. Where did you go? Where did you go? You're going like, to like it. You're going to like what you get. It's all kinds of goodies. I still have no bids on the Oasis gift certificate entries for a year. Anyone want to jump in there, throw a little something at it? You got Fiverr on it? We got five, five, bidi, 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 five? Five. Pooty on it. I'll write you down. <laughs> Even though the starting bid was 20. You got to explain that to Greg. <laughs> Siren Records, $100 gift certificate. Kevin Matesi. Yeah, dig. So not only do they have a bunch of records there, but they also have stereo equipment, so you can jump into that, too. You can go, hey, don't be surprised, Al, if you're getting records for Christmas. You're getting records. You're getting records. The place is sweet, though. It's uh, on 31 and 120. It's right over there. Uh, Greg's Guitar Lessons for a uh, month of guitar lessons. M. Richards. Who's M. Richards at? M. Richards at. 
So you can do those in person in Grays Lake or over Skype. You can do either, but I'll get you in touch with Greg. He's a good dude. Uh, Have Fun Records Pack. Paul, that's you. He already ripped it open. We autographed the record. Thank you for doing that. Got a bunch of goodies from Have Fun Records. Catapult Collectibles, which is in Crystal Lake off of, what is that, 176 in Terracotta or something? It's over by Rosati's. Is this Sean Wagon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you regretting that you bid on all this stuff? They just drop in dimes? It's for a good cause. He got the Catapult Collectibles uh, basket. What is money? Also, go to that place. It's really cool. It's got all kinds of movie memorabilia. And when you hear the word collectibles, it's not expensive. I got, uh, I got our little girl, a little Mickey Mouse thing. It was cool. So you got all, all kinds of goodies there. Slap-ass pack, Josh Patterson. Where are you at, Holmes? Where'd you go? Yeah. Good on you. Sophagus sweater, John Robledo. There you go. That's all you, man. And I don't know where Matt is. He was just here a minute ago. Bathroom. Yo, Matt. Say hey to John. He won the esophagus sweater. <laughs> Dark heart tattoo, the $200 gift certificate, uh, was won by someone who's not even here who was bidding by phone texting me. His name's Greg. He's the one of Greg's guitar lessons, so you'll meet him. But he bid on that, so he gets to get a fancy-looking tattoo. <laughs> who said that, Matt? <laughs> Sean, come on, Greg. <laughs> Uh, record podcast pack. So that for that, uh, it's uh, you get a T-shirt, signed poster from the band, and I will interview you for an episode. So that's Jake Larson. Where'd you go, boy? There you at? Yeah. And you can, if you are a large, you can actually have that shirt, or we can just go online. You can pick one. I'll send you one. So we'll get you squared away on that. Ten spot recording gift certificate. Here we go. Sean Wah taking it. <laughs> he is having a hell of a holiday here. Nicely done. No, they don't. You have all the fun. Just their present is your happiness, isn't it? Oh, my God. Record for eight hours, and that's your gift to everyone. You should do, like, personalized songs for each person. I'm just saying. I'll gladly play them on the podcast, so send them my way. Uh, and the last thing, Epic Deli, $100 gift certificate. Danny Resaborski, where'd you go, boy? Where are you at? Did you leave? Ah, oh, come on. I wanted to see you eat $100 worth of Epic Deli right now. Well, good on you. Well, thank you all for doing this. It's raising a nice little coin. I appreciate it. If you want something, uh, come up to me, find me so we can sort out and I can chuck that money at the Oasis. So thank you guys for hanging out and doing this again. Appreciate it.